hello and welcome to the ETOF 2-1 Sports Podcast for April 15th. I'm recording here on April 15th. How is everyone doing today? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 2-1 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF 2-1 or on Instagram at ETOF 2-1 Sports underscore TikTok at ETOF 2-1. Getting a little bit better about posting content in there. You can see me on Better Than Vegas giving you my NBA insights pretty much every day there's NBA playoffs. I'll be with Gino and Kyle. We've been killing it this week. It's been a good week. So hopefully you guys are following there. Wow. Easter weekend. And for those of you watching on YouTube, it's going to be a little different today. Um, I have made the executive's decision to go home. So it is early in the morning here on the 15th in Chicago. So I'm recording the little intro for those that are watching on YouTube. Early morning at my place. Um, Brandon's going to be on later. I mean, when I'm driving home, I may be on the side of the road recording with Brandon. And then when Jim comes on to talk a little XFL, maybe I'll, be, I'll finally be at my parents' place. So it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a little different um, with the audio recording stuff, with the visual video, whatever the hell it's called, recording stuff. So, yeah. So... But I'm here, you know, trying to help you guys make some winners. Boy, it's been an interesting week. Have you guys ever had that week where it's just like you're just getting shit on? <laughs> like that was basically my week. That was basically my week. Um, so Saturday, Saturday, I'm here. I'm doing my prep work for the NFL draft. Oh, no, let me rewind. It started Saturday. So Saturday, um, go out to dinner and stuff starts hitting the fan with my old man. I'm constantly leaving the dinner table and yeah, I'm leaving the dinner table um, to go kind of handle that situation with my folks and everything and, you know, try to make sure everything is there. And I keep leaving the table where I'm out to eat. And for those who don't know, I am, I have like 50 weddings this summer. Uh, standing up in pretty much every wedding. So I'm trying to lose some LBs. So I'm really watching what I'm eating. I'm not, do, I, you know, I'm not having pasta. I'm not having the bread. Of course, the person whose birthday it is, they want to go out to Maggiano. So we just go to Maggiano's and I can't really have anything there. So, and I'm going back and forth, back and forth out to, um, out to the outside to talk on the phone, come back in and there's a person at the table talking and i'm like who the fuck is this it turns out earlier in the week one of these girls on one of those dating apps messaged me and was like hey eric I, I know it's been a while um i just wanted to see how you were doing uh you know i'm sorry for disappearing but i kind of started seeing someone it's been a year and a half you know what i mean like we and it's not like her and i dated we exchanged like four messages back and forth and then she comes up to my table and she's sandbagging me, like to my friends. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? So all that stuff is going. So so that's what happened Friday. Saturday, I wake up and I'm a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very um, rhythmic person. I have ritual rituals, I guess, schedule oriented person. So Saturday, I'm doing my laundry and I hate doing laundry. I absolutely hate effing doing laundry so 
I'm doing laundry, all my laundry gets done. I don't fold my clothes until the whole laundry cycle is done. I'm a little cuckoo like that. So I go and I'm folding my laundry and everything. And the dog starts going a little crazy. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I go into this bathroom and it's a bathroom I never fucking use. I never use this bathroom. Never, never use the bathroom. And the dog's kind of going crazy. I look, I look down at the bowl. There's no water in the bowl. So I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And I'm I, like, I'll be, there, there's certain stuff I'm really good at at life. One of them is betting. I'm really good at betting, but there's certain stuff I'm not good at life. Plumbing, home fixtures, that shit I fucking suck at. So anyway, there's no water in the bowl. That should have told me something was fucked up. Something was going on. That I shouldn't do anything. Not Eric. Eric decides to flush it. Fucking Niagara Falls. Water starts going everywhere. Yeah. So that happened. Um, yeah. So that was my weekend. So I don't know. I kind of decided like I kind of need a little fresh break. So I'm going to drive home. Drive to the Michigan. See the folks. So like I said, again, um, for those watching on YouTube, you're going to see the background of my little office area here. You're probably going to see the background of me in the car and the background of me in my parents' basement. So it's going to be all over the place. But, you know, we have a great show today, like a phenomenal show. I'm going to talk a little NBA, let you guys know where my head is on the NBA. Brandon's going to come on. We're going to try to make it three in a row. Try to go for the three in a row. The turkey, if you will, in NASCAR. And then my boy XFL Jim making his debut episode on the podcast. He's going to talk a little USFL. So let's jump in the NBA here. And I just want to pull up these uh, series prices right now. And of course, we're going to be going with our friends on Bet Online. A lot of people ask me, what's the best book? Guys, I'm just going to say it. Um, I like Bet Online. Bet Online is my, my go to book. These guys always pay it on time. I've never had any issue with Bet Online. Um, and the playing games are tonight. Of course, we're recording this on, I'm recording this on Friday throughout the day. So it probably is going to be put up Friday night or early Saturday morning. So I'm not really going to jump into the playing games, you guys, or go a game by game scenario just because you guys could see me on um, the BTV show talking about game by game. I just want to talk about series prices and everything. The first First one right here, we are going with the uh, Jazz against the Mavericks. This is a tough one. Now, looking at this one, this is where my head is with this one. You have this Jazz team that's basically ready to implode. Um, Gobert is a lost puppy dog in pick and roll defense. They expose him from the rim, and he's lost. When he's not on there, the team really struggles defensively. And you have, I found this mind-boggling stack where Mitchell is only passing Gobert two times a game, which is astronomically mind-boggling. So there's obviously some issue going on there. You have the rumors of Quinn Swider leaving. You have Joe Ingles, who was hurt and traded. So there's obviously a lot of stuff going on in that Jazz locker room. And in the NBA, with the locker room being as small as it is, it's worrisome and can lead to some issues. But on the flip, but on the flip side, you guys were list- watching – on the BTV show when Kyle and I a month ago told you that the Mavs were the play. The Mavs out of the West, that was the bet to make. 
with the level of defense they're playing. But now news is broken that um, Luca is hurt and the calf is bad. And you have to think of it like this. Today's Friday. This is the day that the NBA teams were supposed are required to make their injuries public to the other team. The fact that the Mavericks said something on Thursday, I mean, this is something that's more serious than we are realizing. And James Harden has shown if you come back from one of these muscle injuries, hamstring, calf, even Durant when he hurt himself in the NBA Finals, if you come back too soon, it can lead to long-term injury. So I expect the Mavericks to be really careful with uh, with Luka. But with what the Jazz have done, you know, they've blown a couple 20-point leads, the issues in the locker room, it's hard to trust anyone. I would kind of want to play a Mavericks season price, series price here just because of the Jazz issue. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I think for now this is going to be a pass. Next series, you have the T-Wolves against the Grizz. I mean, if I were to tell you guys during the playing game, Towns would have 11 points, Towns, Beverly, and Edwards were going to be in foul trouble, and Paul George is going to score 34 points, you guys are like, whoa, Clippers win. Clippers blew a 10-point lead. I I don't know. The, the T-Wolves, this team is young. Um, Finch, I'm really not... He, he took some gambles, leaving those guys in with foul trouble. I really am not sipping their Kool-Aid. The, the Grizz, I love the Grizz. Um, I think they can make a run. Um, but the Morant injury is worrisome. At these prices, there's no way I'm going to be able to get invested in either one of these teams. So that's a pass. Next one. Now, this is the one. Anyone that's listened to anything I've done knows this is the one I've been hyping. Raptors against the 76ers. And a quick little story about old Uncle Rico here. Uncle Rico doesn't really talk to anyone about sports. He just kind of keeps to himself, does his own thing, just because I don't want people's opinion to sway my opinion. That's when I watch sports. I, I watch it with the with the sound off. So that way I'm seeing, I'm learning, and I'm making my own opinion on stuff. And with that being said, I have everyone I'm talking to, you know, and I don't want to talk to you, come up to me and say the Raptors are going to beat the 76ers. That's why I'm worried about playing a Raptors price, just because I feel like everyone's going to be on the Raptors and they're going to be the quote unquote public dog and public dogs historically always struggle in these playoff series. They really have no size. They, the Raptors that is, but with how they play defense, it goes against the 76ers. You have to think Nurse, who's a great defensive coach, is going to have something planned for Embiid. But at the end of the day, it's like I said, it's really hard to trust the 76ers because I'm not a Joe Embiid guy. He gets so many points from his three-throw line, and if the game's being called tight, and if he doesn't get to the line, that's going to be an issue. So, yeah, at the end of the day, unfortunately, this is just another thing where it's going to be a pass for me and something I don't want to get involved in. Uh, next one, we got the Nugs and the Warriors. Again, I really think this Nuggets team is tired. I, I think that the grind of them getting in the sixth seed, not having their second and third best player, I think it was just too much to them. Joker's tired. Barton, Morris, all those guys are tired. Don't get me wrong. Great effort. Insane effort to get into the sixth seed. And, I mean, look at the, 
look at what the Lakers did without AD and without um, LeBron. And then you look at this Nuggets team, what they've been able to do. It's just, it's just absolutely crazy to me that they did have this biggest success. But on the flip side, you got the Warriors. You don't know what's going on with Green. You don't know how much Clay is going to be able to do. You don't know what's going on with Curry. And how is Jordan Poole going to react when he goes back to coming off the bench because of Curry coming back? So, yeah, I'm sorry, but this is another one. That's a pure stay away from me. Now, this one, next one right here, this is the one I want to get involved in. I really think the Celtics are going to get this done. I think at the end of the day, the Nets just have too many issues when Kyrie or Durant are off the court. Um, and the Nets really, I, don't get me wrong, Robert Williams is a great defender, but it's not like he's like such a great defender with how he plays that they need him this series. If this was the 76ers or Milwaukee, the Celtics would definitely need him, but it's the Nets. Who do the Nets have Magic Drummond? They really don't need him because Magic Drummond's not going to play that much. So I think it's a good matchup for the Celtics. Tatum is finally understanding when you run twos on him to, to dish it out. I really like what I'm seeing here from the Celtics. I'm going to be on the Celtics on game one. I think this is a series where we can go back, we can get two, we, we can get prices. I think the Celtics win game one, Nets win game two. So my strategy is going to be this, is I'm going to bet the Celtics on game one. And then after that, I'm going to take a series price in the Nets. Then I'm going to be able to get a, a plus money series price on the Celtics and I'll be sitting pretty. So that's kind of my strategy. This is the only one I have a strategy for in terms of betting um, pre-series prices or a layout of the land because like I was saying I went on the Gino show last night I really feel like this is this is hard just because you don't really have these matchups with the teams I want to target I there's too many question marks hypothetically if Luca was playing I'd be hammering the maps just absolutely hammering it but I just can't do it um and then lastly Bulls against the Bucks Bulls are awful defensively they've really struggled defensively I I think they're going to struggle again against the Bucks, and it's just a bad matchup um and we've seen without Lonzo Ball they've really struggled to do anything um maybe I think this has gentlemen sweeper in all over at the Bucks winning the series 4-1 so that's kind of my lay of the land for the NBA like I said we have a great show today um sorry for the visuals if you guys are watching on YouTube with me bouncing all over the place and remember we're starting to do more live videos I'm really getting the live videos thing I'm really going all in, really looking to be more part visually with you guys. So every interview that I do is going to be live on Twitch. So make sure if you want to watch it live and interact live, you can ask us questions. I can, we can, Brandon, Jim, Gino, whoever I have on, we can talk and we can go from there. But yeah, we have a great show today. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We're jumping in it. We're going for the turkey. We're going for three in a row. And Brandon is back to talk NASCAR. The, Brandon, how you doing today, man? Doing good. How about yourself? Dude, I'll tell you what, man. You know, I drove from Chicago back here to, to Michigan. As soon as I got into Michigan, I saw $3.99 a gallon gas, and it was like heaven on earth, man. Oh, it must be nice. I just left North Carolina heading to New Jersey right now. Oh, my God, New Jersey. We'll have to save that for another pod, my run in New Jersey. Um, so, you know, you're on the road. We'll make this quick. I have four bets that I like. No, I have a couple more. Sorry. I have five bets I like. My bad. Five bets I like, three head-to-heads, and two straight-ups. 
Now, all right, my first one, I'm just going with Truex. Um, I actually was able to find him at plus 1,400, so 14 to 1. You know, he led the most laps last last year. He had the fastest lap, the fat, the consistent fastest laps. He just had a little bit of a hiccup. That's what cost him. So I'm definitely going to lock in Truex at 14 to 1. Um, my next one, I'm going Tyler Reddick, dude. I, got, I found yes. Tyler Reddick at 14 to 1. You know, he's had huge success this year. He has the dirt background. He yep. was the youngest driver ever, 15, to win the Lucas Oil late model. I really like what him, and I think he's trending in the right direction. And I'm then I'm also going to get dirty sure. and do some, I'm going to do some head-to-heads. Um, the first head-to-head I'm doing is I'm doing Chastain over Stenhouse. I feel Stenhouse is a little overvalued because of his performance here last year. Um, St- Chastain, he, he ran the, t- the truck race at El Dorado. Um, and he's been working out at the Millbridge dirt track to get ready for this race. So I think he's putting forth the time. And so that's bet number three. Bet I'll number that head to head as well. Four. Now you may disagree with this one. I'm looking to fade people that had success here last year. And okay. that brings me to Daniel Suarez. I'm going to fade Suarez. I'm going to take Kevin Harvick over Suarez in the head to head. I think Chastain, even though Suarez has a history in, in driving on dirt, I think Chastain out of the team is going to have a little bit of a better ride this week. Um, and my last one, you know, Kyle Busch has been adamant that he doesn't like this track. He thinks it's a bad idea. I think he's going to just shit the bed this race, excuse my language. So because of that, I took um, Hamlin over Kyle Bush. I do like that. I don't think I think Kyle's just gonna have an Oh dude, you're cut you're kind out a little bit, buddy. Can you repeat that? I said what's gonna I'm happen sorry. is it's gonna I'm running through a, I'm running through a bad spot. No worries. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I got you, man. I said it's. A, yeah, I'm with you with Faden Kyle because it's going to be one of those weeks that he'll be able to complain and moan to the media and whine about why the track's not good and why they shouldn't race on dirt. And I definitely see him having a bad race and just whining about it after. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other guy I was looking to fade, but I couldn't find any head-to-heads before they took the odds down. Almarola. I'm just not an Almarola guy. I think he's going to struggle at this track if I can yeah. find. Whoever, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. If it's someone like a bubble, I'm not going to do it. But yeah, I would definitely look to um, look to take uh, Fade Almarola. I like that. I do like your Truex. I'm definitely on board with the Reddick. The one guy I'm going to go with a little bit smaller odds, and just because of his dirt history and how well he really races dirt, is uh, Christopher Bell. Um, the kid can sling dirt left and right. He's been racing dirt races throughout the week all year. He did it in the off season. If he's not in a cup car, he's on he's on dirt. So I like him at eight to one. Mm-hmm. I know you said you want to fade Suarez. I'm gonna go the opposite direction. What is he straight odds to win the race? He's only thirty to one, and in my eyes, that's a little too low. I don't mind it though. I don't mind it mm-hmm. if you're gonna sprinkle it around only because the success he did have last year, I do like. And then also the success you're seeing from in this new car this year. 
I'm just thinking he'll be able to transition that and carry on the momentum from last year. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I do like Reddick, so I'm on board with that. I'm on board with Bell. Uh, I will grab Suarez as that high one. Still rolling Harrison Burton. I'm not giving that up because if he does hit, then it seals us, everybody that's betting him for the whole season, and I'm still locking him in to get one win this year. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. It'll be an interesting race, especially with the new car. Yeah, it's really going to be interesting. It's Easter night. You know you know what I mean? So go whoop down some food with your family. Put out um, – put out um a little a little stuff with um you know with the kids you know what i mean it's all good man it's all good you know it's yeah, a great it's, it's, racing we got some crazy. that die it's um, crazy because they don't they don't ever race on easter weekend so i'm shocked that they even have a race this weekend to be honest with you yeah i'm a little shocked too but you know what it just it is what it is you know it it, it is what it is dude so you know, I um I'm excited for it because like historically, like you said, they've have nothing this race. We have nothing to do. Now we got something to do Sunday. You know, yeah. you, you, need little, you, you, you need a little family time out. You know, you can uh, you can get away. Um, So, you know, we're going to keep this one a little bit shorter. We'll go a little deeper last next week just because you're driving and, you know, we got to be safe. We got to be respectful of the road and everything. But real I quick, no, though. Who do you have in the boys, I'm so what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to bet the Celtics minus four on Sunday. Okay, I think they straight up win, but I think the Nets take the series. I'm sorry. Are you there? Are you there? Did you hang up yeah, the phone you. and discuss? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> no, I'm here. You, I, I cut out. You said you got the Celtics minus four on Sunday, but you're going to bet yeah, the Nets for the series. Yeah, after after that. Yeah, so real bad. So, all right, man. Well, I don't mean to cut you off, but you're cutting in and out. Um, you know, I I think that um, the uh, I don't know, like I think the emotion of Irving coming in is just going to be a little bit too much for him. Um, and then the second game that's when you're going to see Katie just kind of take over and tell Tatum he's not ready for the big boy table yet. And then, um, yeah, like I'm, um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great series. I think it's going to go seven, but unfortunately I think your boys come up um, a little bit short at the end. Um, Brandon, thanks for taking time out. You know, I know it's a holiday weekend. I know you're uh, got some family stuff you're driving up to. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media real quick? Yeah, if you can still hear me, Boston Boy 83, Instagram. All right. All right. Well, dude, thanks for coming on, man. Um, let's look to make it three in a row. And um, you know what? Let's make some money, my friend. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk next week, bro. Cash the bets, turkey time. It's that time of the podcast. We have spring football. And who else to talk spring football than the legend himself? USFL Jim. What is going on, my man? Love and life. I can't think of too many better times to be a spring football fan than right now. We have XFL announcing news. We have the USFL starting in a day, literally tomorrow. We have Major League Football announcing stuff. I just literally discovered what American Sevens is. It's awesome. Oh, my God. I mean, it's a great time to be alive. Um, 
I want to ask you a couple things about these rules. I love these rules. Like they have the GPS tracker in the football. Yep. Which I think is great, which I think is what five years. It's going to be in the NFL. I assume maybe even less than five years. I bet, I bet you can see it within three. Um, People will be clamoring for it like crazy. And the thing I like the most is you get all these mature officials that can't walk in a straight line. These spots are God awful. Um, these kicks that are like punts and everything, like these officials are just guesstimating where they, where it goes out of bounds. So I, I love that. But I the think thing the I- two big rules you'll see transitioned over to the NFL are that the chip in in the football, and then these pass interference rules. Uh, that doing. Why don't you tell everyone about the pass interference rule? So for the, the USFL, they're kind of going like a mix between college and pro for these. So any pass interference under 15 yards, any defensive pass, they're, they're basically just not doing OPI whatsoever. Any defensive pass interference done under 15 yards past the line of scrimmage is a spot foul. So if it's okay. like an eight yard penalty, it's an eight yard penalty, so on and so on. Anything past 15 yards is a 15 yard penalty unless the officials deem it like egregious, like it's a straight up tackle, then it's yeah. a spot foul. And that, that all, that all comes to the decision of the main officials in Los Angeles. They're just in like an LA hub. Oh my God. I love that rule a lot. Cause doesn't, That's um, right. who's the, Oh my God. Who's the guy that I'm, of course I'm space. Mike, Mike, um, Mike Pereira. yeah, he has a piece in the league, doesn't he? Him and so, Fox. Sports. Yeah. Yeah, he's with Fox Sports, and then he's like, he's the, like, what I call him is the official czar. Okay, he's basically overseeing everything because every the they have like this officials hub in Los Angeles that's in charge of whether or not play play uh, plays get replayed or not. So okay. they're in charge of the replay system and whatnot. Everything goes through them. Okay, okay, um, and this is going to at least be here for a year. I mean, Fox Sports owns it, so I mean they're not going to pull it. And what I've noticed is with everything going to live stream, they want live sports. So I think this is going to stick around at least for a couple of years, which is great. The USFL, I would imagine so, especially with like all the betting partnerships they've gotten. I yeah. would think 2020 with the XFL kind of showed that spring football can manifest and last. If it weren't for a giant pandemic ruining everything, that 2020 season would have been amazing and would have continued and we would still see spring football succeed. I think they've kind of paved the way and you're seeing – that the USFL, XFL, these leagues can be viable. Yeah. I mean, they were drawing 3 million people. They were drawing more than Major League Baseball would literally chop off its left nut to draw 3 million for a game, dude. Like, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, like they're, all they have to compete with, like, football is the sport in the United States. All they have to compete with is the NBA playoffs are rough, but it's the start of the playoffs for now. Yeah, it's people not. People are probably going to watch football. Um, NHL playoffs – and then MLB regular season. No one like yeah. they're yeah. gonna and like, they're gonna dominate the market. And you like you saw it with the XFL, and I feel like you'll see it with the USFL when they're on the major networks. When they're on a Fox or NBC, you're gonna get numbers. And like yeah. the Sunday games, a lot of those are gonna be on like USA and the the backdoor networks. You're gonna be seeing numbers on USA that you don't see super often. Like those are gonna be yeah. major numbers for those networks. Yeah. Oh, I agree 100%. I think this is great. And the thing I like the most, and I was thinking about this today, I made the drive to see my folks today, you know, a nice little four-hour commute from Chicago to mid-Michigan. Um, and you can go for one, the normal the normal kick, you know, 15-yard kick or whatever. You can go from two, from, from the two-yard line, but you can also go 
for three. I'd go for three every single time from the 10, man. So they're kind of doing an XFL light thing here. So the okay. XFL, you could go for one from the two-yard line. You could go for two from the five or three from the 10. Mm-hmm. XFL eliminated the kick entirely. USFL is keeping the PAT kick. Yeah, I think what you're going to see is I think the math checks out that it's smarter to go for two. I think you'll see a lot of teams going for two more often than not, especially sometimes the kickers in these leagues are iffy. They're not they're not automatic, so to speak. So I feel like going for two is a really smart bet. And then I love going the option to go for three as a nice comeback mechanic. It's oh, yeah. that like nine points is is a one it's score. Huge. Game. It's gonna be opening up so I mean just think about how much money like us as gamblers lose by a point. I mean, there's gonna be so many swings, it's gonna be absolutely insane. Um and me being me, I would go for three every time, and I can't wait to just watch Jeff Fisher's confused face trying to figure out what to do. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's going to be just just confused. Um, so now you've done a great job of kind of previewing the league, some great team previews and everything. You know, I just want to pull up these uh, these future prices before we start talking about the games here. And, you know, we're seeing the, my Michigan Panthers at plus 450 – the Tampa Bay Bandits plus 450, New Orleans Breakers plus 550, the Philadelphia Stars plus 600, the Pittsburgh Maulers plus 600, Houston Gamblers 700, the Generals plus 700, and the Birmingham Stallions plus 700. I mean, those odds tend to think the league's going to be pretty, um, you know, pretty neutral. There's not going to be I one think- team. I think based on when the draft was concluded, um, when I was with all the guys at SGPN and whatnot, when we we live covered the draft, I think our main takeaway was the this league's going to have some real parity. The way they did the draft, where you did it by position, means yeah. every team gets at least the number one guy in one position group, and I think that's a real important thing for what I think that that's displayed in these odds here. So, like, if you like a favorite, like the Michigan Panthers, they're the favorites. And they've been the favorites from the get-go. But if you like them, still take them because they're not you're, – you're not like – they're not plus 110 while everyone else is like 350 and back. Everyone's real close. So basically, like, if you like a team, just take that team. I've mm-hmm. been on the Stars from the get-go, and I think it's 6-1. to one, I still really like them. The Breakers are the ones that I've seen the biggest movement with because the Breakers started at like 7.5, to 8-1, and now they're already like the third best team, <laughs> like odds-wise. Yeah. They've seen the biggest movement. Um, now, Michigan Panthers, you know, born and raised in Michigan. They're my adopted team. I, I mean, I have Jeff Fisher as a coach, and I have Shea Patterson as a quarterback. Already, I think I have two strikes against me. So, I, or, I would go with, A, I don't look at Jeff Fisher as like a seven and whatever coach. Cause that was in the NFL. You can't judge these guys by their NFL tenure. He's one of the most storied coaches in this entire league. Like out of all these coaches, he's one of the more successful guys. Yeah. And he's the only defensive minded coach. All these other guys have an offensive mind. So he's kind of got that going for him. Shea Patterson is the wild card here. It really depends on what we see out of him. If you think if you're high on Shea Patterson, pound the Michigan Panthers because I think they have a lot of weapons on offense that if he's good they can exploit. 
if you're not on the Shea Patterson train, fade this team into oblivion because like it's either him or Paxton Lynch. I'll give Paxton Lynch credit. You know, he he's trashed and burned. You know, he's given it he's given it the try. He's back in the game. You know, he's trying to make a run. So I I, I will give I will give him credit. Um now the game start off tomorrow. We got now you and I were talking off air. These totals are just dropping like like flies. I mean Yeah, I I assume I was wondering if like Fox Bet since Fox Bet's the one who set like they get the lines first, obviously, because it's it's a whole Fox thing. I'm wondering if they set the totals really high just to draw people in. Yeah. And then now they've kind of like the market's kind of course corrected. There's only one game that I even think about taking an over in this week, just to let everybody know. There's what? only one game I even think about it. See, in the AFL that first weekend and then the XFL, I just pounded every first half under. And I, for the life of me, I cannot find any first half lines on any of these for any of these. Yeah, they're, they're probably they're probably going to go a little slower on the first half. If you went with like full totals, like I was pretty – if you look back, I think half of the games in the XFL and half of the AAF went under and half went over week one. Okay. Like you had like really big offensive co- like you had Steve Spurrier just pounding people. You had um, like DC defenders going nuts. Like it was it was weird. I with the USFL there's only there's since there's only eight teams there are only there's four games I like one over. There's only one over I like in this entire league week one. Okay, all right. Well, this first game we have the Stallions. Laying two and a half against the generals, the over under is 42 and a half. Do you have any any thoughts here? Because I, I, I'm tempted to take the Stallions just because their quarterback played for Holtz. So if you're leading the Stallions, the reason you're wanting to do that is A, their quarterback played for Holtz. I'm not a huge Holtz guy. And B, the Generals quarterback situation has been up in the air recently, ever since uh, Ben Holmes went out with a fractured foot. Okay. They had to, they, their backup was DeAndre Johnson, a uh, spring league veteran. And then uh, it was Luis Perez, who's a veteran of like, the, he played the AAF, he played the XFL, loved the guy. It's going to be one of those two, and we still don't know exactly who's going to be starting yet. So that's why maybe if you're leaning towards the Stallions, you go with that. I like the generals here, and this is basically like either one of those quarterbacks I feel like is better than what the Birmingham Stallions have trotted out. And I trust Mike Riley more as a coach than I trust Skip Holtz. Mike Riley, when it comes to these spring leagues, he's coached in the XFL. He's coached in the AAF. He's coached in the CFL. He's won in these leagues. Like He's been successful in these leagues. I just It's a coaching difference to me, and I like a lot of the weapons that the generals have. I actually like the generals here on the money line Ooh. and the two and a half. And okay. I'm I'm taking the under for sure. I'm taking the under no matter what. So the under no matter what. Um. Okay. So you like the under, and you like the generals straight up. The next we're going with the Houston against my Michigan Panthers over under again forty two and a half minus two and a half to the Panthers. If you want to like blind bet these spring leagues starting out, by the way, especially for the first couple weeks. Never hurts to take the dogs week one um, and then unders just bet like if you're if you're fine doing it, if you because like there's we really don't know, especially with the USFL. They've had such a, they've had four weeks of practice total 
yeah. since like the draft. This is such like a short notice league. I'm gonna be going obviously the under forty two and a half year. Two and a half is close. At plus one hundred here on FanDuel, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Gamblers to cover. I like the Panthers to win, but okay. man, the Gamblers are like that. It it really depends. Like obviously, you can't go wrong fading Sumlin, but mm-hmm. I I don't know, man. I think the pan like with the odds I'm seeing right here, I gotta I gotta take the Gamblers. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think most of these games are gonna be just never. I think they're gonna be what. Like, just, like, how can I word this? I think they're going to be ugly football. You know what I mean? It's football. I'm excited. It's in the rain. It's in the rain, in the rain. Too. You know, I think it's going to be an, an ugly thing. But I kind of like how everything's down in Birmingham. You know what I mean? I kind of like how everything's central in Birmingham. There's not much travel. They're getting everything off. off I like uh, it for year one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, the next one. We have the Philadelphia Stars against the New Orleans Breakers. A line again is two and a half. Over under, ooh, 43 and a so half. So I will let the people know that this earlier this week, around Monday or Tuesday, this line was at like 41 and a half, 42. Oh, it's okay. jumped up. This was the game I had picked as my over. Okay. I feel like this is the most neck and neck game okay. with two of the better quarterbacks. I would say these two are two of my top three quarterbacks in the entire USFL. I love Brian Scott. The guy is a spring league veteran. He's a, he's a legend. Love that guy. And then Kyle Slaughter on the new Orleans breakers is in my opinion. So Jordan Tomu of the bandits is the best quarterback. I think Kyle Slaughter might be the best athlete at the quarterback position for the breakers. He could be a huge breakout star in this league. I like I ah, 43 and a half. It's tough. I might lean over. This one's the tough one. You can kind of go either way. I like the stars to win outright. Ooh, so you're calling for it. I'm calling I'm calling the upset here. Bart Andrus is my favorite coach in this entire league. The coach of the Philadelphia Stars. You know what's funny is as you know, I'm a big if you coached offensive line, you know, or a quarterback coach, I I like you. That's in my notes right here. He was the quarterback coach when um, for the Oilers and Titans. Uh, he won the World Bowl. So, I mean, this guy has had success coaching in these spring-type football games, football leagues. You look at Bart Andrus's coaching resume, he has coached everywhere. He yeah. is like, anytime he, you're like, you have a football league you need a coach for, call up Bart Andrus, he will say yes. The guy doesn't say no to coaching. I love that for these, especially for something like the USFL where it's such a short turnaround. He's so mm-hmm. used to this kind of thing. He coached team nine in the XFL in 2020. So he's just used to like players coming in and out. Yeah. Yeah. I like him a lot here. Um, Now we got, now let me ask you this. So you said that this Philadelphia stars and breakers game is going to be, is the game you think is the highest scoring, correct? I believe so. Okay. So, I know you're a fantasy football player, my man. I know you are, right? I am. And DraftKings. Yes, I already have a lineup. Oh, okay. Because I need to, I, I need to make another lineup. Because my question was, since do you think we should attack this game? 
I would say yes. I would say definitely attack this game. I think you could get Brian Scott for a decent price. I think you can get Kyle Slaughter for an all right price. There's uh, a lot of receivers in this in this game that I would really try and target. I don't know if I would specifically go for any running backs. I think the the main running back I'm trying to decide on is if you can get a key on who the bandits are going to be rolling out at running back because uh, Todd Haley loves to just like get one running back and just stick with him. If you can get a key on who's the, the bandits running back or whoever the running back one is for the Panthers because you obviously – Jeff Fisher's going to want to run it. I, I think that's – what's his name? Scotty. Stevie Scotty for the bandits. Stevie I think Scott the third. Oh, sorry. I forgot the third. My bad. <laughs> I, think, I think that's his name. Yes, yeah, Stevie Scott the third. I think that's going to be the one. He was the guy I was looking at because Fisher does like to run the rock. He's insanely old school. Um, looking at these quarterback prices here, um, I mean Patterson's at ten five. Uh, I'm not even. Gonna, I you know I can't pronounce names, my man. But the quarterback for the Bandits is ten four. Your boy Kelly's at ten, but Scott's down at nine two. I kind of like that a little bit. Um, I think that's I think that's a really good move. Yeah, Kelly's not bad. Jordan Tom, who is obviously like everyone's first pick. Yeah, everyone's gonna be on him. That's my. You know what I mean? Like everyone's gonna be rolling him out. So if but, we think like, this... the thing with this, the USFL, especially week one, you can get guys for so cheap. Yeah. If you like any of the quarterbacks, take whoever. Like Shea Patterson's that expensive. At that price, not very many people are going to take him, though. Mm-hmm. I could like yeah. if you're high on him, take him. Um, and then is there any like stud wideout that we should get that that we should consider? Oh man, let me okay, let me take a look at my lineup and see who I have here because I know I went hard on the wide receivers. So I I love Jeff Bidette. On the Michigan Panthers, I think he's one of the better receivers in the league. He's he's fast as hell, and I think if the if the Panthers are going to have any weapon, he's like the guy. Okay. Everyone's everyone's like go to has been Sean Point Dexter. I think he's just the all around consensus like number one or two wide receiver in the whole league. And then yeah. I like B.J. Emmons. If you if you want to take a real risk. And go uh, go with like a general's receiver. You kind of want to go. Um, what's the guy's name? He played at Nebraska, and I'm blanking on his name. I'm feeling so bad because I I'm a Nebraska fan. But uh, you kind of just want to key in on who these what like. This is the week where it's all just wild cards. Yeah. You just yeah. really want to try and see who you think what the wide receiver one is going to be for any of these teams, and just go for it. Yeah, I mean, you just got to – it's so hard because I feel like when I'm doing my informational deep dives, it's really hard for me to find intel. I don't know oh, if you dude, have – There's so many, There's so many like FCS, D2 guys in this league. Like the one that I've been keying in on that I don't know very many – I don't know how many people are high on him. He's on the Maulers. He's a running back. I feel like he's going to be the number one is uh, Madre London. He was uh, the ELF MVP, the European League of Football MVP last year. And I think mm-hmm. he'll come in and make a big difference for that that Maulers team. That I feel like the Maulers are also going to be a run-heavy team. Why do you feel that? Because, uh, it, I mean, their coach is, was a lineman, was like an O-line coach. Um, so, like, I, 
like you know, he's a running backs coach. He, he he's. I feel like they're going to be like really pound the rock. I also don't like their quarterback as much. Now, is Eli Rogers in this league? He was, but I believe he did not report. Okay. Okay. Um, because I was trying, I, I had a list of players that played in it. Um, now let's get down here to this Bandits game. Highest spread, laying four and a half. Uh, over under is forty one. This is interesting to me because my thought process is with the way I gamble, highest point total, highest spread, excuse me, lowest total. That leans me to the dog. I'm also on the dog here. Not outright. I think the Bandits do win. Obviously, like Jordan Tamu was the biggest hype coming into this league because of his stint in the St. Louis Battlehawks. I'm not super sold on Todd Haley as a great coach. I think the Maulers can hang around, especially week one. I like them plus four and a half. Now, this is always a tricky thing. I always feel like defense is the hardest one to kind of lock in when we do these, you know what I mean? Do the do these things, do these lineups. I'm looking, we got the Panthers at 4,700. And then we go all the way down to the gamblers at 3,000. So there's a there's a big big range. I usually love playing down. I'll Honestly, give you the Yeah. I would like the gamblers aren't terrible of a spot to take. You really want to be hoping for rain though. Cuz like you could take any defense. I bet it's since we we talked about it earlier, sloppy football is what's going to be played. If you're throwing it in the rain, there's probably going to be some INTs. Mhm. But, you know, we talked about the going for two aspect. Now, I don't know this, and hypothetically, let's say a team goes for three, and it's a pick pick six or whatever. Do they get three points for that? I believe so. Dude, that'd be awesome, dude. <laughs> dude, like, my interest level for this ter- for this football just keeps on getting, like, you know what I mean? Now, since it's finally like, here, I mean, like, I'm getting so flippin' pumped for it. So, you, this week, let me write down your bets for these. You got the Maulers plus the four and a half, right? Yeah, so I'm taking the Generals outright. The, so we got the, the little, Gamblers little. plus two and a half, the Stars outright, and the Maulers plus four and a half. I'm on old dogs. You 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 hope that like in honor of DMX, the dogs are barking. Is that what you're saying, my man? Basically, if I had to pick one favorite, I might lean on the Panthers. Okay, now, dude, like I cannot thank you enough for this. Um, do you think, I always think, now this is my, this is my two cents. If there's a right sponsor, spring football has a place. Do you think with the XFL coming next year, there's a place for two leagues though? I think so. I think there are enough players for two leagues. I think, especially with these leagues kind of dipping into the more like European markets and like the Canadian markets, they're going to. They're going to grab players that could qualify for the CFL that want to stay in the United States, that don't want to, like, live in Canada for part of the year. Yeah. And there's, I think there's enough college players. Like, people know a lot of college names that don't make it in the NFL. This gives them a spot. Yeah, I mean, it could be a great feeler and into it. We saw your boy P.J. Walker. Your boy P.J. Walker was getting run with the, with the Panthers last year, man. I mean, I exactly. think... Exactly. And, like... I don't. I never want these leagues to turn into just like a feeder league, but obviously these players' number one goal is the NFL, and I think 
you'll see players that like make it in college or like maybe due to an injury bug or maybe like are close to being an NFL on a roster, but just the, the cards never laid right for them. These, the USFL, the XFL, there's enough of those players that these leagues will find success. I, I honestly, like, I can't wait. Um, you know, you are a football guy. You are a Miami Dolphins guy. I haven't had a chance to talk to you. Tell me your feelings about the whole Tyreek Hill situation. Him coming to the fins. Is it fins up or it's always still a little It's always fins up. It's basically at this point, it's playoffs or bust. We've been okay. sniffing. We've been like right next, right there these last two years. We've been like a game away for the mm-hmm. last two years. And I feel like with the weapons we've added at receiver, we've kind of fixed the offensive line a little bit. That's still a major issue in my mind is that offensive line is still pretty bad. I It's playoffs or bust. If you don't make the playoffs, it's this is a failure. I, I don't okay. know if it's like Tua's fault or whose fault it's going to be, but it's somebody's fault in this season, and this team is a failure if they don't make the playoffs. All I can say is you can just expect a direct message for me on week one when Tyreek Hill is flying down the middle of the field and Tua underthrows him by 15 yards. Hey, Tua can throw it deep. I saw him in college. He can throw it deep. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm just not a Tua He he can throw it deep. I believe he can. Man, this offensive line just gives him no time. The offensive line is so bad. Yeah, it it was awful. It It was was the worst in the NFL. Yeah, it was was terrible. With Crutred and like what so I live in I live in Illinois and my my analogy I, I always get for Tua is if I didn't have a garage living in Illinois I wouldn't buy a Ferrari I'm gonna build the garage first and then get the Ferrari and I feel the Dolphins did everything in reverse I mean they've been like they've been on Tua since they got him like I, yeah. I feel like he's had it like it's such a weird thing because he starts Obviously, you're going to compare him to Fitzpatrick when he gets in because Fitzpatrick was on, like, a heater. But the plan was always to start Tua. Like, Flores kind of jumbled that, and then he, like, the way Tua's career started was always weird. And then last year, it was all the, all like, Deshaun Watson stuff just hanging over the team and whatnot. He hasn't had a time where it's like he's the guy. It's always yeah. been him and Fitzpatrick or Deshaun's coming in. It's... It's been like weird. It's just, I like I, I'm not gonna say two is like the best quarterback. I think he's a good QB. I think he can be. But man, it's just been so weird. Like he, it's, it's been a really weird situation. It, 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 he hasn't had the best, the best, um, the best light. The best, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say like obviously in hindsight, Justin Herbert would be a nice get. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, but I mean, honestly, like Herbert. Like I, oh my god, I forget off the top of my head, but he, he led like the he set the highest percentage of screen passes at Oregon. No one knew he could throw the ball down the field. Exactly. Was, like no one, I wasn't super no high on him coming out of Oregon. And then obviously we weren't number one pick, so obviously we weren't getting Joe Burrow. Those are the only other two quarterbacks that would have yeah. taken over him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, get, no I one, like I wouldn't have taken like I wouldn't have tried to get Trevor Lawrence. I wouldn't have tried to get Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Like I can't think of any other quarterback about, in last year's draft who I would have tried to get over Tua. Yeah, I mean last year, last year's quarterback draft, there really wasn't. I mean, looking back at it, there I was T Law, there was uh, Justin Fields, there was Mac Jones, and then there was uh, 
I think the guy I for mean, the the Texans. Um, what's what's oh, the my, no, dude, dude? I have three autographed jerseys at my house: Matt Stafford, Vicavea, and my idol that won me so much money this year: Long Neck Davis Mills. Davis so watch Mills. Your tone, watch your tone when you're talking about my. No, boy, I, like Davis Davis <laughs> I like Davis Mills. I like Davis Mills. I. I actually have a ticket on the Texans to uh, make the playoffs. So whatever. They, that's juicy. I like that. I like that. Jim, man, dude, you have a standing invite to come here and talk XFL. Not excuse me, USFL. Excuse me. Well, we got XFL news too. They just announced all the coaches. Okay, give it to me, big dog. Give it to me. I think the only really big name, if I remember correctly, let me relook it up because I was I was making a video on it. Oh, so I gotta, well, I gotta double check because the only coach that returned was Bob Stoops. There's no other returnees. So the other right. big name that people will recognize is Wade Phillips. You want to hear something cool about Wade Phillips? Sure. Everyone says he's my dad's doppelganger. Okay. My dad's been mistaken for Wade Phillips before. That is cool. Okay. That is you know, cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. We got Stoops. Uh, Wade Phillips, Jim Haslett. Got, so yeah, we got Reggie Barlow, Anthony uh, Beck, Gerald Terrell Buckley. Uh, these glasses suck. Jim Haslett, Wade Phillips, Bob Stoops, Heinz Ward, and Rod Woodson. Oh, Rod Woodson. Yep. I like that one a lot. I like I like Rod Woodson too. I like I the like- mix. Like, I like the mix of uh, they got some younger guys in here, like some guys who are in their mid forties, some HBCU guys. I like that. I like getting them. And then they got the the experience, like Bob Stoops coached in the XFL before, like that move. Heinz Ward's been around football forever. He's kind of like this version of the XFL's Jim uh, June Jones. Okay. Okay. Like twenty twenty had June Jones, who had been around forever. This one gets Heinz Ward. This one gets a uh, wait. What about Mark Tressman? What about my boy Tressy? Man, he no, can go back no to rock. the CFL, I guess. I don't know. He's, I, I don't know, man. I don't think they're looking for him. Because I remember, the, like, and don't get me wrong, I actually have a Tampa Bay Viper shirt. I was going to wear it today, but I couldn't find I it. I got a hat. They, that was my team, dude. I lo- love the Vipers, but, you know, they just couldn't get it done, man. Um, Dude, Jim, I want to thank you for coming on. You know, why don't you tell everyone, A, what you have coming coming out on social media, where they can find you, and, um, you know, when the next time you're going to be able to come on my show is. Yeah. So, uh, at XFL gym on basically all social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all over with the USFL approaching. I'm going to be doing a preview show that hopefully will start coming out on Fridays next week. It's going to come out on Saturday this week, but it will start coming out on Fridays. And I'm going to have a recap video show every Monday, uh, every yeah Tuesday, every Tuesday, there'll be a recap show. So, Recapping Tuesdays, previewing Fridays, and then Spring Fever every Wednesday night. I talk all things spring football. I don't just talk to USFL. I talk USFL, XFL, MLFB, fan-controlled football, CFL, ELF, X-League, American Sevens, which is like American Sevens is one of my favorite things now. It's it's, okay. it's no it's no pad full contact. Now, I also have to ask you, what's this next week on the cooking show? So I'm actually basically after this show at 9 p.m. tonight, I'm cooking, I'm making tailgate food. So I'm doing wings, little okay. smokies, and meatballs for, for your USFL Ooh. tailgates. Oh, oh, you know what, dude? I have some recipes. I may have to make a cameo on your cooking show, dude. I can, we can Chef Boyardee some stuff up. Oh, man. Go for, dude, I, it's an open invitation to everybody. 
I look forward to that. Jim, anytime you want to come on, talk some football, you're always more than welcome, man. I look forward to talking to you again. I wrote down all your bets. I'll be tailing some. Let's make some money. And uh, thanks for coming on, my man. Let's do it anytime, my man. So that's it for the show, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, um, whatever you could do. Like I said, I'm going to be going a little, a lot more all in on this live stream and the podcasting game. So anything you can do support, greatly appreciate it. Um, I'd like to thank my boy Brandon coming on, talking um, NASCAR. Sorry about the audio issues. He was driving from Carolina all the way up to Jersey with his girl. They have a family function. Of course, I'd like to thank my boy XFL Jim, who turned into USFL Jim, who's going to be coming on more and more and more. Make sure you check me out every day. Well, there's an NBA game on the BTV, the BTV uh, betting show. That's it for this week's show, guys. I'll be back next week. Like, subscribe. Let's make some money. Until next week, boys and girls.